Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we got a bit of an insight into the new Spurs Amazon Prime documentary from someone who went training with a team, didn't we? Yeah, it looked fun and it sounds fun, so you'll hear that. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Penny Farthing Polo. Penny yeah, farthing, a new polo. sport. We always love a new sport. Penny farthing polo. We talked about that. Penny farthing polo for some reason, <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> yes, and uh, we had a chat about various matters. Of course, we did. Yeah, as it. always. That's it. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Paul, good afternoon, everybody, and uh, yeah, very nice, pleasant weekend. And nice to have an extra day off. And uh, mm. Sunday, I went for a pub lunch, and uh, just sitting in this pub garden. And suddenly, my wife gets out her mobile phone and she starts calling, video calling her friend. It was like Dom Jolly. Oh, was it? it started shouting, <laughs> yeah. was it? Hello! Oh no! So I was looking around the the, uh, the sort of garden. Were people giving you dirty looks? Well, I was looking around to see who was there. Who was she annoying? I stopped doing, it. and it was there. Who was Hal Robson Carnu? Oh, what about that? Of and West Bromwich Albion. Of West Bromwich Albion, and uh, and the turmeric drink that we interviewed him about. Oh yeah, a little lovely while fellow. Ago, yeah. Went and had a chat with him, and. Mm. Uh, Talked about that. I think they went back to pre-season yesterday. We remembered the interview, so it was nice. Good yeah. afternoon, Hal. Good, good man. Sorry about Sue shouting into her mobile phone. <laughs> exactly. Did you have a word with her? Of course, I had a word with her. How did that go down? Well, she thinks was there silence over she, the Sunday roast? Was no, it? she just doesn't understand that it, that I get embarrassed about stuff like that, which is sort of natural, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, watching the game last night, and it struck me that Shakhtar have got two interesting players. Alan Patrick. He sounds like an old Scottish manager, the sort of Jim used to interview on <laughs> about thirty years ago. Former St Mirren centre half of the sixties. <laughs> yeah, Alan Patrick. Yeah, and Dodo. And I used to be friendly with him, but he's dead to me now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Of course he is. I don't know if you saw the news as well about uh, Valtteri Bottas. Mm. He lost three kilograms of sweat in the Spanish Grand Prix. Said it's all uh, the black overalls. So surely this is one for <laughs> Prince Andrew, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One for Prince Andrew to step up and join Mercedes. Surely, perfect. He could wear the he the could overalls. wear the black overalls in in any heat and he wouldn't struggle. That's no, true. Yeah. And uh, going back to the Man City game, and I don't know about you, but players like that bloke Corny. 
Cornet. That's <laughs> not really his name, isn't it? It's Cornet. Cornet. But yeah. it's spelled like Cornet. So I said to you, he's known as 99. Nothing to do with ice cream, but the number of times he goes down in any given game. Oh, yeah, he loves a little God. dive, doesn't he? He's a good player, but, you know, you just look at these players. It's pathetic, isn't it? I mean, really. That was a strange he's, game. He, the thing about him as well is that he's he's often... When he could stay on his feet and possibly score, he'd rather go down. I think mm. Richarlison can be a bit like that. Yeah, I think yeah. If you'd stayed up there, you could have gone on and scored. And you didn't get the free kick anyway because the ref's not buying it anymore. So it's counterproductive, isn't it? I think so. But uh, I don't get Pep. I I thought that was one of the strangest managerial performances. They've just played really well against Real Madrid. And then he goes and picks a team like that and just so so worried about Leon. I mean, it was really odd. It was just, you know, I thought United was different. United were, you know, a bit unlucky, I thought, really. That 10 minute spell after half time, they should have put the game to bed. Absolutely, and, yeah. But a fantastic uh, bit of uh, radio this morning with our old friend Neil Custis. <laughs> I, do, I do wonder why he comes on Talksport. He always loses it completely <laughs> with whoever he's speaking to. It's fantastic, but it makes for great radio. It did, so. yeah. This has had a lot of traction. Him and yeah. uh, Jamie O'Hara, if you want to go and check it out on social Jamie media. Jamie was good. I mean, had it, a difference of opinion yeah. over Anthony Martial, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair enough. I, I think Martial's had a good good season, really. But uh, And Rangers, God, did they blow a great opportunity to put pressure on Celtic, drawing on the weekend? You thought, while Celtic weren't playing, they just needed to rack up those points so that, you know, they've got points in hand. Yeah, you know, but they didn't. and Celtic Champions League tonight, of course, isn't it? Yeah, before the <laughs> Champions League even finished. That is really ridiculous, but we know the, the reasons, and then what can you do? So, uh, and uh, what else have I got here? Um... This caught my eye, actually. Donald Trump, did you see this? His, oh, uh, No, no, it's just slightly different, but it just... Oh, no, no, something wrong with that. Yeah, yeah no, I don't. Well, I, to say Donald Trump, did you see this? Well, it's so much... It could be anything. Well, it's basically a tribute. He was paying tribute to his brother, but mm. honestly, it was such a strange tribute. It says very much about him. He goes... Uh, he described him as tremendous and his best friend, which you would do with a brother you're close to. Then he had... He was my biggest fan. People would tell me that all the time. <laughs> so you've made it about you. Well... Congratulations, well done. Marvellous. That's what I want from an obit. We got a new sport today, and we're going to be covering. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. This is um, penny farthing polo. They're going to strike me. They need a long stick. Well, of course you would, much like you do in polo. Yeah, but, but oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Which is higher, a horse or a or a penny farthing? Well, you're asking the wrong person. That's a good question. Uh, we'll find it? out a little bit later on. But yeah, penny farthing polo. Apparently, it's, uh, mm. it's sweeping. Well, it's not sweeping the nation. It's been played once in Richmond, so <laughs> in uh, southwest London. So we'll find out a bit mm. more about that uh, later on. Um, we are going to look at the Champions mm. League uh, this evening. I've got to be honest. I, I, I lost interest in that game last night. It was I think we all knew probably within about 15, 20 minutes. So they had a couple of chances. Shacked on the header straight at the keeper and all yeah. that. I mean, you knew after about 15, 20 minutes that was, that was only going one way. This is the thing of having a small wager on the score that I found gives me a bit of interest in the game. I mean, well, you called you called the City uh, game right, didn't you? Yeah, I went. I mean, to... Manchester United. You called right, didn't you? Yeah, 2-1. Sevilla two one. I had yeah. that one. Because I've, I've been playing with their money. I had a good week during Goodwood, and it's been going well. And, and I've withdrawn a bit of money. And I You've keep become quite the tipster, haven't you? Well, you know. You're having a lot of luck. I was down to 36p in my account, and I was going to leave it then. <laughs> Please gamble responsibly, well, folks. I do Please gamble, gamble responsibly, because that yeah. was going to be the end of the, this little spell, and I wasn't going to start again 36p. until... 36p. 36p in my account. But then the Sevilla Manchester United came up. That was quite good, at 10 to 1, so that was quite handy. Mm. And... Uh, Never, I never do more than a five or a tenner. You're the man to follow. What's going to happen tonight then, as you're on a hot streak, score-wise? Um, oh, PSG will win this, I think. But it'll be close. I yeah. think it'll be... I think it could be 
2-1. I'm going 3-1. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. At the end of the month, uh, we get the latest Amazon Prime uh, behind-the-scenes documentary featuring a football club. Mm. And uh, this time, of course, it's Tottenham's turn. It's been pretty contentious, hasn't it, along the way? I don't think Jose was overly delighted about it, but it was no. all in place, wasn't it, before he, he got there? Choice. No. Uh, unfortunately, from uh, you know Tottenham fans' point of view, it's called All or Nothing, and of course the answer is nothing. <laughs> uh, well, if you, I don't know if you count the Europa League as nothing, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And, and, mm. I mean, it's bound to be a little bit sanitised. Although, as I said, I haven't seen it. Who mm. knows, it might be warts and all. Somebody we're hoping has seen a bit more than we have is Andy Horse from uh, The Sun. He's the showbiz editor, and he, he was pictured this morning being put through his paces by the Spurs coaches. So they've clearly mm. had a bit of an Amazon Prime junket. So let's try and... Let's, uh, let's uh, prod him, see what we can find out. Good afternoon, Andy. Afternoon, chaps. How are you? Not Good bad. I, t- I take it it's all embargoed and you've had to sign something. But have they, well, d- did they show you a bit more than maybe we've seen in the trailers? We've seen bits and bobs. What I would say is, you said they're sanitised. The Man City one was so sanitised. It was The PR spin for City was unbelievable. This one, because like you said, Jose joined partway through the season when after which they got the sack. I don't think he was really signed up for this in the same way. So there is there is a bit more aggression, a bit more teeth bearing than perhaps you saw from Pep and the City lads, because he wasn't on board from the word go. From the looks of what I've seen, it looks so much more candid than the City one, which I love because again, it takes you behind that shrouded cloak, doesn't it? Which football fans often don't get to see. And maybe you or I, in our jobs, we do get to see slightly more than the average football fan. But equally, the normal bloke on the street or normal woman on the street won't get to see the sort of things you can watch in All or Nothing. So I think even if you're not a Spurs fan, it's going to be quite a good watch. Training grounds of Premier League clubs now are pretty impressive, and I imagine you were quite impressed. They're probably slightly different from uh, your normal place that you train. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a Reading fan, unfortunately, so I think it's probably better than where we train, but certainly better than where I play Sunday League. But the lodge <laughs> in, in Enfield in North London, it's, it's like a Bond lair meets the Love Island Villa. It's, it's <laughs> mental. This place is absolutely obscene. There's private rooms for every player, sort of every single one of them has their own room that's uh, sort of pin-coded. I actually had Lucas Moura's room for the day, so I had Lucas Moura's bed for the day, as it were. Nice. And, and there's literally no expense spared. There's, there's no bed legs, so people can't stub their toes. There's mood lighting so that they can relax ahead of games because they go there the night before a game so they can all bond. I mean, there's a TV that you press a button on the iPad. Everything's done by an iPad, completely unnecessarily. And it brings the television off the wall so poor Lucas Moura doesn't need to crick his neck in bed. I mean, they really have thought of everything. That sounds amazing. <laughs> wow, wee. that is. I mean, I've, no legs on the bed so you can't stub your toe. Well, I stubbed my toe on the weekend, so I, can, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it's hard to have a kind of completely uh, uh, toe-stub-free environment, though, isn't it? I mean, you can, you can stub it on something else. You can still crack your shin on the side of the bed, can't you? Well, I did it on the coffee table. The coffee <laughs> See, table. there we are so, then. I mean, and that probably was why I was so terrible in front of Ledley King and the first team coaches because I had that horrendous toe injury. But, um, but it was a great day out. I mean, they, they really, Amazon, when they do things, they don't do things by half. They roll the red carpet out. We had a fitness session with Carlos Lalin, who's first team fitness coach, who's sort of Jose's right-hand man. He, he worked with at Real Madrid and Chelsea. We had the full nutritionist spill from a, a chap called Craig Amenye, who used to work at Arsenal. So they really did go whole hog. I was knackered by the end of the day. I don't know how professional footballers do it all day long. It's actually quite hard work. <laughs> did you? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Did you eat in the canteen? Did you have lunch there? We did. We had uh, collagen shots, uh, some chia seed balls, 
And then the, the temptation is, as you know, when you get to a buffet, you want to fill your boots, which I often do at showbiz events. But you're about to be put through your paces by Nedley King. I, I don't want to chuck up on the pitch. So I had a, a bit of a light lunch, we say, a bit of potato salad and a bit of fish, but nothing too over the top. But, yeah, it's definitely better than the work canteen, put it that way. It was, it was a very nice day out. So have they shown you whole episodes yet, Andy, or have, you, have they just been kind of passing on maybe more clips than, than the average punter has seen? Well, they haven't shown us the full thing yet, which I find interesting because the City one, they showed in its entirety really, really early on. We watched two or three episodes way before it was on telly. With this one, they're being a sli- slightly more secretive. So I've seen clips that haven't gone on, you know, the social media channels and things like that. But I haven't seen it in its entirety. But from what I've seen, it, I think they're probably still editing it late, is my hunch, because the season has literally only just finished. Mm. But from the, what I've seen so far, it looks a lot more sort of candid than the previous one because the City one was a, a PR spin that again didn't end brilliantly because they hoped it would culminate with City winning the Champions League and obviously they didn't and in a similar guise Spurs won absolutely nothing so they haven't quite cracked the format I don't think of all or nothing it, it seems to be nothing every single time but from what I've seen so far from what I've seen so far I mean it just looks like a great watch if it's going to be I don't think it's going to be quite Sunderland until I die perhaps which was car crash obviously from start to finish but I think it gives a glimpse into a proper top-flight club that few of us get very often. It yeah. sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. And you write in your little piece today, the first three episodes cover the exit of Maurizio Pochettino as manager and a tricky start to the, in the Premier League. And, of course, that's going to make for very dramatic viewing, I would have thought. Definitely. And also, Jose being introduced to this quite young squad. I mean, that's the, the, the semi-interesting thing, though, as well as Maurizio's exit, because I, I, if I was a Premier League footballer, you're probably dreading a new manager coming in anyway. But mm. it's Jose who comes with all of the bells and whistles and his ego and all that sort of stuff. That's going to be really interesting viewing to see what he's like when he relaxes. We actually got taken into his room. He's got his own suite at the lodge. And they built it on the grounds of this old pub and this old like wasteland behind it. Yeah. Jose's room, this is not, it's a great tip for any other Premier League scout out there. Maybe Marcelo Bielsa can use this next year when Leeds are in the top flight. Jose's room is the only part of the lodge that you can see in from the road. And that's where he does all of his tactical meetings. So if anyone wants to go and see what Spurs are up to next season, <laughs> go and sit on the main road outside the lodge and you'll get, you'll get his formation pretty quick. Oh, what a tip but, that is. Then will be out there. Bielsa will be out there with his binoculars on a ladder, won't he? Certainly. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when he was up in Manchester, Andy? He had the top floor of the hotel, didn't he? And we used to, it was like he was in the Linton Travel Lodge. It was like he, he had his big plate that he'd take down for breakfast. So, But he does... I mean, he lives... He lives in Chelsea, his house is in Chelsea in London, so he, he does admit that he stays there a fair bit, doesn't he? I think he stays at the lodge a fair bit. Yeah, I think what, what the, the general vibe is, they try and get the players in there the night before a game, maybe after a midweek game, somewhere that they can familiarise themselves and sort of a, a regular place they go to. One of the mad stats they told us was that every single mattress in the place is the exact mattress that the player or coach has in their house so that it matches where they sleep, which I just think is bonkers. Amazing, I, say I say that Lucas Moore's mattress was absolutely delightful so what do I know clearly I'm not going to start working at three <laughs> it's what they call marginal gains isn't it and they that's are, the idea and they are now um, I think that that's where it came from uh, it came from Dave Brailsford all the mattress stuff didn't yeah, it I think cool. that, they were one of yeah. the pioneers of that so um, what else are we going to say yes we've always seen all episodes released at once but we saw with The Last Dance and we're seeing increasingly even with streaming services they, they kind of drip feed themselves through so is this going to be the case with this 
Yeah, so what they'll do is they'll drop the first three episodes on August 31st, which will cover the start of the season, Maurizio leaving, Jose joining. And then the fourth, fifth and sixth episodes will drop on uh, September the 7th, a week later. And then the final three on September the 14th. And then apparently, according to Amazon, classic Amazon this, if you're a Prime member, you get a bonus episode. But who knows what that is? Maybe it's Mourinho's outtakes or him telling jokes to camera or something like that. Who knows what that is? <laughs> corpsing. Yeah, yeah. A corpsing when he says we're going to win a game. And then he starts, I'm sorry, we're going to have to do that one again. That would be great, wouldn't it? Like the, yeah. So, um, oh, that's interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll look out for that. Uh, good stuff, Andy. And did he sign you up? I mean, did Ledley say you want to stick around Avery, for a couple of hours? Maybe you'd, uh, you want to come training with the boys? Well, he said to me at one point, I, I, there was a moment where I had a great first touch and he said, oh, you've played before. I thought, do you know oh, what? Thank nice. you, Ledley. Thank you, Ledley. Yeah. And then, uh, to be fair, at one point, me and him both chased the ball and I beat him to it. So, you know, but to be fair, Ledley's had his best. And he got one knee. <laughs> you know <laughs> the song? I said, wow, look, Ledley, look at these facilities. And he said, do you know what, Andy? I played for Spurs for 20 years at a rubbish place in Chigwell. The minute I retire, they move to the lodge. Talk about that yeah. for Sod's North. But, I mean, it's his new office now, isn't it? So, it is. can't complain too much. Excellent. Thanks very much, Andy. All the best. All the best. See you soon. Andy Hall's there, showbiz editor of The Sun. He won yeah, a good. That's junket. Wet, that's wet my appetite, actually. I think it's yeah, going to be good. it will be interesting. Um, as I said, look, it's bound to be a little... I mean, I know I'll take on board what Andy says because they were dramatic circumstances, but, you know, it, it, it won't be complete warts and all, will it? There'll have to be a certain a bit of... You don't know, do you? Certainly sanitised yeah. in some areas, you would think. But, uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Would you like the old cameras in at Chelsea? Would you enjoy that? Depends, really. Depends if we get a new goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> it, all, it all comes down to that. Basically, it? yeah. Why don't you offer your services? You're not a bad keeper. What a story that would be for episode one of the Amazon Prime. <laughs> All or nothing. When they, the day they <laughs> signed Andy Jacobs, <laughs> fantastic. And, uh, it's, and but what, Frank, I mean, Andy's always been a fan. He, I've, I've always got on well with him. He's a nice bloke. And I, I saw some old footage of him playing in golf for the Talk Sport team about ten years ago, and I thought, well, he can't be any worse than Kepper. So, uh, so there we are. Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it, Andy? Oh, Having yeah, a man on the inside, tremendous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now we move on to a new sport. It's always good to uh, find out more about a new sport. Well, in our eyes, anyway, this yeah. may be a great old traditional sport. It's just not been on our radar. It, it is the penny farthing polo, which we're guessing is yeah. fairly self-explanatory. Uh, joining us now uh, to tell us more is uh, the England captain and inventor of competitive penny farthing polo, uh, Neil Lawton. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of it now. Uh, it was, uh, and it, 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 it's as you'd imagine, it's guys on penny farthings with polo mallets. Uh, but the ball looks different, doesn't it? That's the first thing I've noticed. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to um, a horse polo uh, match, but um, get, getting a, a bit long in a tooth, I find it quite difficult at 300 yards to spot those little white polo balls. So mm. uh, the main reason why we play with a, a, a zero-sized football um you know you can hold it in your hand but it's a bit easier for the spectators to to see where the ball is and also if you can imagine these 54 and 48 to 54 inch wheels they can get damaged by a hard ball so uh, it's designed to um you know be a bit kinder on the spokes yeah what's interesting though is and this surprised me in a way that you you play on grass which yeah. of course is safer if you fall off but on the other hand very hard to very pedal. hard to pedal i would have thought yeah, it does make it a lot more difficult to uh, to pedal around. And um, we follow kind of horse polo rules. So uh, seven-minute chuckers, and then you uh, you gasp for breath, catch a you know, glass of water and get back on the field or get swapped over if you're panting too much. Was this the first ever game, this England's, this Calcutta Cup match between England and Scotland, or have you been playing for a while? We have been playing for a little while, but not, not that long. Of course, uh, Penny Farthings were invented in 1869, and it was... Uh, very competitive sort of racing sport in its day but um i I founded the penny farthing club about seven years ago uh, with the intention to play penny farthing polo Mm. and so we've been running uh internationals against the old enemy for six years this was our sixth outing uh annual fixture it's made the headlines in the daily record because scotland won they wouldn't have mentioned it if they hadn't. <laughs> yeah, they, would have, they wouldn't have bothered. It was interesting, though, that the actual penny farthings themselves, I mean, are these original or are these specially made? Because I imagine they're quite hard to get hold no, of. Yeah, I think you can find them. They're, they're, really? These are the modern ones, aren't they, by the look of it? Yeah, no, so the, um, the originals are very expensive and, and probably wouldn't last long with a game of modern uh, penny farthing polo. But we, um, we have a great manufacturer, UDC, and they... Uh, they make modern replicas, and these these uh, machines are uh, pretty robust. And yeah, we I think I calculated um, in my 40 minutes on the pitch uh, last weekend, I fell off nine times, and you just pick the bike up uh, and get back on the saddle and and get stuck in. I see some of the Scotland players are actual polo players. They play traditional polo. So was that true of quite a lot of the players in the game? Or well, really the. Um, my opposite member, the captain of Scotland, is a great friend, David Fox Pitt. He plays for Perth uh, Polo Club and mm. is a pretty good player. And so it was really uh, he and I challenging ourselves to to um, put teams together to represent the best of uh, England and Scotland. Uh, we have this head-to-head once a year at different uh, venues like Cowdery Park and Guards Polo Club and, and this year at Ham Polo Club. Yeah, which is lovely about Fox Pitt, of course, the equestrian family aren't they and uh, oh, is it, is it, are they related would he be yeah, related to William would he 
Cousins, I think. Ah, OK, that's so our friend uh, Alice's husband. I see so, that one yeah. player, John Bezik, uh, took the field wearing a traditional kill, which is quite a brave man with that saddle. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, and um, uh, and he plays like a true Scot with um, a going commando, which is a bit alarming, actually. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Blimey, you don't, they haven't put that in For the goodness daily goodness record. Sake. No, they haven't. I'm seeing if they've pixelated it. No, no, they, no they haven't. So. But the good news, though it made the record because they won, um, I know. In the series... Disappointing. It was 8-7. Very close game. Yeah. Very but in the close. series, though, uh, Neil, uh, England are up, so we should point that out, shouldn't we? And it's 3-2 ahead I'm, in the series, apparently. Absolutely delighted you uh, you posed that question. Yes, I can confirm that England are 3-2 leading in the series. And the first game back in 2015 was a draw, 6-all. OK. What, what, what would England you... lead 3-2, uh, yeah. Oh, that's good news. What would you pay for uh, one of the modern penny farthings? Aren't they expensive? They're not too bad, and like a sort of modern, a medium, medium range bike, so um, just just over the grand, really. Okay, and do you, do you ride yours on the road? Yes, absolutely. Um, with David, in fact, last year we we raised a, a few quid for a charity and rode Lands End to John O'Groats in eleven days. On <laughs> wow, well done, blimey, incredible! Can, you can't do a wheelie on them, can you? I mean, that would be oh, really that'd be quite difficult, wouldn't it? Is anybody <laughs> Unless you want to do a Simon Cow, it'd <laughs> yeah. be a disaster. <laughs> Simon actually, the, uh, the one question that teenagers ask as we ride by is, is do a wheelie, so um, yeah. I must practice that, yeah. It would be, I mean, I think, uh, looking at the physics of that, with one massive front wheel, um, which you're sitting on effectively, th- and a very small back wheel, I imagine that'd be quite hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think this is quite televisual. Was, was there any sort of coverage in that way? <laughs> well, I thought it would be, why not? It looks fun. Good, well, maybe next year we can arrange some TV, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Olympics. That's what we need, isn't it? We might have a chance of winning the medal. You never know. Well, good We're stuff, Neil. At the moment, but um, yeah, thanks for um, yeah, covering it. No, it's a pleasure. Good. And uh, well so it's good. It's an annual event. You'll be doing it again this time next year, will you? We will definitely be out again next year. Brilliant. In which case, we'll speak to you then. Thank you very much. I hope uh, England can get the victory they so richly deserved. He just says because he's English. So uh, there we are. That's uh, Neil Lawton, the England captain, inventor of competitive penny farthing. Polo, you're not a big man for heights, Andy. I couldn't see you. I, I think I'd actually no. quite like to watch you boarding the penny farthing. <laughs> which wouldn't be great. That wouldn't be. be it looked very difficult to ride. It looks like a very skillful game. I actually. always fancied. I thought the unicycle would be a fun thing to ride, didn't you? I like the idea of the perpetual motion mm. of sort of going back and forth. You ever had a go? No. Get our old yeah. mate Andy Smart on it. Imagine he's a pe- he's a he's a he would ride I a think unicycle. He can. I think well, he can. Almost, almost it, certainly yeah, pretty, can. He pretty looks certain. Like, he'll let us know. Yeah, it would be great. He's listening. Just to, to... So anyway, uh, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. It's me and Jacobs here on Talksport. Andy, is there anything you've noticed you want to tell yes, us about? Yes, the uh, Scottish Conservative leader Douglas Ross has apologised for missing a VJ Day uh, commemoration because he was running the line as an assistant referee at a football match. Yeah. And the most shocking thing about that story is not that, it's apparently he donated his match fee, believed to be 445 quid for running the line in Scotland. That's quite good money, isn't it? Yeah, but he's, to, he's, to SPL, he's, he's top level. He was at Ibrox oh, yeah. the week before last. Cost. So he's, he's at the, you know, he's, what do you not think? Money, it's not really Sunday morning money, is it? <laughs> well, you're get about eight quid. Stephen Gerrard doesn't say, yeah, lads, we're having a whip round for the ref. <laughs> There is a structure well, of the way the Scottish... Well, he's not the ref. OK, well, there is a structure of the way... I thought 445 quid, I thought it was a you know, decent whack, really, for the... Running the line at the very top of Scottish football, you think 440 quid is fair play, do you? I'd do it for that. <laughs> 
Oh, you're going to upset me. You're going to upset the old Scotland fans, I reckon. <laughs> well, Scottish linesmen. Yep. Scottish officials will be unhappy with me. Yeah. Uh, a bit of planning news. You see Fergie there, a bit of a setback for him. Oh, no. Do we need the trail? Do we need the trail planning news? Have you got one? I mean, yeah, to, just to chuck that at Becky well, after so yeah, long yeah, off. I know, she's, <laughs> not, she's not been in for months, and you chuck planning news that are out of nowhere. That is, <laughs> that is very, what very harsh. Do? For goodness sake, <laughs> on the controls today. I'll just read it anyway, shall I? Yes. Oh, we'll do it at the end. You oh, can we'll say that was that's planning news. That's very good, yeah. Okay, he's got it. No, she's got it. Here okay. we go. What, what's coming up? Planning Plan. news. <laughs> so much. worth it, wasn't it? Just Steve <laughs> saying planning news. That's it. Yeah. I wanted to come in and do it live. In uh, case you're wondering what planning news is, well, it's fairly self-explanatory. But <laughs> who'd be wondering what no, planning news is? But the, the tabloids these days, especially the tabloids, are just full of stories. When they're not perusing Twitter, they look at sort of local planning applications yeah. around the country for showbiz and sporting types. And um, as we always say, who could possibly forget uh, the toing and froing around Kevin Keegan's extension, which I believe he finally got planning permission mm, for. After news, but what a story that was! It was, it was our. It was the one that Bernstein. started it all, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's hopes of a, this is the Times, mm. no less. Oh, okay. Of a quiet retirement in Wilmslow have been shaken. By the news that a second neighbour is planning extensive building works. The former Manchester United boss, 78, thanks very much, failed last month to convince a Cheshire East Council to stop the owner next door demolishing his two-storey home and replacing it with a three-storey house. Mm. Now he's learnt that a neighbour across the street also has plans to demolish his home and replace it with two four-bedroom properties. So I feel a bit sorry for him, really. Yeah. A bit much, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't want to argue. He would uh, come round and give you the old hair dryer. <laughs> he probably will. The planning officer, I bet. Yeah, he won't fancy it, will he? He won't fancy going round there to explain what's being done. That's very true. And uh, oh, this is good news, isn't it? What is Something it? You have to tell know. us what it well, was. Well, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Jingjing, the world's oldest giant panda in wow. captivity, tucks into a cake of bamboo shoots, carrots and watermelons to celebrate her 38th birthday wow. in Chongqing Zoo, southwest China. Yeah. Now, you may not know this, but 38 is the equivalent of more than 110 in human years. Okay. So she is the Colonel Sir Tom Panda of the panda world. Okay. I don't know if she walks around her enclosure for charity, I'd, but I'd like, who I'd knows? I'd like to think so, yeah. Well, apparently in the wild, the, yeah. the giant panda, 20 years, they reckon. I mean, I know there's yeah. a lot of people in their old man. How did you know Pan. that? He just I've, looked it up. Well, looked it up. <laughs> How oh, do you know what that? What extensive panda knowledge you have. <laughs> 14 to 20 years yes. uh, in the in the wild. Yeah. 30 years in captivity. And so you have to ask the fundamental question, would the wild panda uh, be happier uh, in its natural habitat, living just the 14 to 20 years, or getting an extra 10 years being made oh, yeah. cakes of bamboo. I'd say happier in captivity, which Would is you? unusual, really. I mean, I'm not sure that... 08717, <laughs> double term. I mean, if we... I mean, look at I you, Andy. Be. In the wild, you've lasted <laughs> Lord knows how many years. Had you been in captivity, had you been caged... I have you? been in captivity. <laughs> That's, That's about true, 46 yeah. years' worth of it, if you were anyone known. Oh, he's doing the wife material. Thank you very much. I've been in captivity. For forty-five years, yeah, he's doing he's doing the wife material. She's not listening. She yeah, mad. that'll be going well. If you had a go about the phone the other day as well, oh, yeah, not, not particularly. I wasn't good. happy with me about that whatsoever. Well, you know, uh, if someone's uh, screaming in a in a in a pub garden, then you got to have a word, Andy, haven't you? Misses yeah, or not? Well, I think that's I mean, true. I suppose I it's the way you disturbing did it. other people. I'm no. always considerate about other people. Peter West of the Midlands has written to not that one has written to the uh, Star today. Mm. Well, this is you get this a lot with Lewis Hamilton. It's so not true. Lewis Hamilton is only at the top because of the car. Put him in one of the mid-team cars. Let's see how good he is. Yeah, but you don't realise, Peter, the reason he's driving the best car is because he's the best driver. Yeah. That's how it works. So stop writing in like that and stop printing it, because that's rubbish. 
really annoys me. Fair um, enough. Sad to see the uh, the death of Angela Buxton. She was um, basically a great tennis player in the late 50s. The only mm. reason I know is she used to be my next-door neighbour. But it made the times today. She her, was your next-door neighbour? Yeah, she won the Wimbledon doubles, yes, in 1956 with Althea Gibson. When I was a real young, you know... Little when kid. A, when I was a nipper. That's wow. right, she lived next door. So there you go. Did you she, get on well? There was no, to the time, there was no planning f- news that came out of her no, time. No then. planning news. She flew the flag for Jewish athletes, apparently, who were widely treated as outcasts at the time. Really? So, I never yeah. knew that. So well done to her. But, you know. What was it like? Did you ever see any of the trophies? Did she ever invite you in? No. she. I think she was friendly, but if I remember, I was very young. Yeah. I can't I can't remember. Yeah, she won the uh, Wimbledon doubles in 1956 with Althea Gibson. And you asked when you were player, living at the top table, Andy, wasn't well, it? Well, it was, in, yeah. In it's leafy a very nice house. Hampstead, all well, Hampstead they, had, the they had some money they did, the Jacobs. <laughs> and it's the infamous story of the Italian manservant who used to wash him. Used to be washed by an Italian... Honestly, don't many, tell the how listeners. How many of the listeners... You've told them before. How many of the they listeners... Put your hands up, listeners. Not if you're driving. It's why I never... If you had an Italian manservant. I can't see many hands, Andy. I've got be honest, I can see very few. It, can see very few. Can well, one I'm, in the gallery. I'm strangely. like the Beckham children. What can I do? I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Could I? You can't no, help if your parents are, which is why done all right. You are you? incredibly you tough. You're incredibly tough on Brooklyn and his photographic yeah. career. But he's going to be in Strictly. Is he really? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Ridiculous, isn't it? But, you know, it was all laid out for you, wasn't it, Andy? Your yeah. life. That you shouldn't be doing this. I no. mean, on a lot of levels. But you <laughs> shouldn't be doing that. this because... No. You were basically the heir to a big furniture uh, retail fortune, mm. right? It's true. But yeah. then and, and uh, you it all went horribly wrong. You would have stepped in. Yeah. And so... And the uh, family lost all their money, and that was when Philip, I decided I had to do something with my which life. Which is why I've, I have great respect for you, the way you, well, you, you, know. you built a second life, because you were born with a silver spoon <laughs> in your mouth, yeah. but you got your head down, didn't you? I know, it still makes me a bit of a snob, though. What can you do? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does actually make him a real snob. Uh, I know, I can't yeah. help it, really. But what can you do? It's in you, isn't it? Andy? It is. It's, it's in you. I'm tragic, surprised you work really. with me. <laughs> So, oh, I just want to give news oh, yeah. of Kate Ovens, uh, guest on oh, this yeah, show. Oh, yeah, known as Dutch in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Competitive guzzler, as she's described in the star. Mm. Um, she used the eat out scheme. Did to, she? Yeah, apparently, to gulp down a 6,000 calorie mega Eat out feast. to pig out, she calls that one. <laughs> Incredible. There's nothing of Kate, is there? I mean, I know. You go and check her out on YouTube. She, it's about sort of, uh, ten stone ringing wet, really. If that, yeah, but I, not she, even that. She, she tackled the challenge enough. platter at Blue's Smokehouse in Bracknell, yeah. including a whole rack of ribs and half a chicken. She said, "I took my time to with it, but I still managed to finish in under half an hour." I don't know how she does it. Where yeah, does she put six thousand calories? Well done to her. Well, which is which brings us neatly onto the headline of the day in today's Sun. It's Lisa Riley, of course, of Emmerdale fame and uh, once of you been oh, framed yeah, back in the amazing. day. Amazing. And the headline is, I have lost 12 stone and I love my bum. (laughs) Here we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. They had a system and they stuck to them. They both went for the same score in both games. It's a very interesting game tonight because Leipzig are a brilliant team. Yeah. And Paris are better than they were. They're they're still a collection of individuals and brilliant individuals. But you just wonder, sometimes a a really good team will be a good team of or team of good individuals. Mm. But you're still not going for Leipzig to win, are you? I am just leaning that way now. Are you really? Yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised. You can tell. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it, if it, you know, went the distance. But my gut feeling is that with that quality, PSG will get it done. They, they have minutes. shown something PSG this season, which they've never shown before. Mm. You know, that ability to, you know, like they did the other night to come back late in the game. So yeah, yeah. I was reading a very interesting piece on them today, I and mean, that kind of change about that uh, the, the owners said they, they, you know, they brought in Leonardo just to sort of toughen things up. Is Jason Burt's piece? 
bringing mm. the best out of Neymar, just a bit more discipline about the place, you know. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's a good player, Neymar, he is. Yeah. So, we shall see. Uh, I'll, I'll, you'll be watching, I take it. Oh, right, absolutely. Will yeah. you be having your, your flutter? Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards 2-1 uh, to Leipzig. Oh, OK. Well, I imagine you'll get fairly decent odds on that. Mm. So I'll go and check that out for you. Later on, we're going to have a chat with our old mate Lutz Fannenstiel, the world's most travelled goalkeeper. We got to know him through his fine book, but, uh, of course, he, he worked at Hoffenheim with uh, with Julian Nagelsmann, who's going to be uh, mm. in the Leipzig dugout tonight. And uh, he'll he'll know him better than most. So we'll talk about that. And because he, he's he's actually working in St. Louis, he's yeah, it's a good job. He had a number of jobs offered in this country and in Germany, and uh, he's gone out to work in the MLS, hasn't he? So mm. um, he'll be joining us from the states uh, a little bit later on to tell us more about that and to look ahead uh, to tonight's game and talk about the the two German managers who are, who are old mates. Three out of the last four are yeah. German are managed by German yeah. managers. So that's all to come. Uh, anything else, Andy, you want to share with the class? Uh, yes, I could do. Actually, I wasn't expecting that. But let's oh, have a look, look, at, the, oh, let's have a look at the list. Mm. And uh, what have we got here? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, they always get this. Every year you get the same thing. There was a story yesterday about old football shirts now cost £100 and blah, blah, blah. So I went on Chelsea website and I checked. And, of course, it's always the same one. It's always the fact that, the, you know, the actual match shirt the one that's made out of the same material as the players yeah yeah that does cost 99 pounds but the one that everybody wears the replica it's called <clears> the stadium shirt yeah not you know it's about 60 quid or something like that not not cheap but you know that's what they tend to cost and you know people wear them a lot and they they last a long time so you know i, I always think it's a bit unfair when they start sort of trying to make well, it yeah. as if they if they're trying to rip the fans off it's up to you if you want to spend 100 quid on a t- shirt you know there was a there was a period Andy, when you you Still bought the club shirt up until fairly recently. So, did you go for the full ninety quid as worn by the players, or were you wearing the stadium shirt? I haven't bought one for a long time. I think I started to think it was a bit unlucky. I think it must have been a year where I was wearing it; it wasn't going well. So, but I quite, I quite like the new kit. It's not a bad kit, really. Yeah, so, no, I think it's, it's quite it's quite a good one actually. Yeah, not too bad. So uh, that was good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We're back tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening as always. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.